You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh Israel 5781-2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Emor, Emor Lakoyanim, and in our Parsha, I'm not going to speak about the Kohanim so much, I'm going to speak about a different topic in the Parsha, and how it relates to what went on last night, a uh, very difficult situation, what went on last night in Meiron. I'd like to share with you a thought based on something I saw in the Medrash on the Parsha. Pasuk says, chapter 23, verse 24, 23 and 24. That in the seventh month, the month of Tishrei, so on the first day of the month, there's a day of rest, we have a Yontif, and we blow the shofar. We don't do any work. We don't do any malacha. We bring korbanos to Hashem. What is the idea of Rosh Hashanah? I know it's early to talk about Rosh Hashanah, but I felt that there's a certain kind of din, there's a certain kind of judgment that's going on. It's going on in the whole world. It's been going on for a while. But when something like what happened last night happens, we need to think about it, I think, in terms of the following Medrash. It talks about something very interesting that has to do with the word Shvi'i. The, the Medrash points out that the word Shvi'i, the seventh month, the seventh month is the month that we have Rosh Hashanah. We start counting the months in Nisan as the first month, the month of Pesach, the, the month we just left, now we're in Iyar, the second month. It's Tishrei, the month of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. It's all the seventh month, the month of Tishrei. And in trying to understand the word Shvi'i, the word Shvi'i, we know means seven, but it also has other connotations. It says the Medrash like this. He would call the month of the Shvi'i month, the month of the Shvu'a. The word Shvi'i and Shvu'a, a Shvu'a is an oath. So there's somehow, whenever we have words that are have the same root, so there's some kind of connection. The number seven somehow connotes the idea of an oath. Because the word shvua also has the same root. A shvua is an oath. This is the month of the oath. Which oath, says Rav Brachia? God's promise as follows. This was the month that, I, that God promised Abraham. Right after Avram Avinu finished performing the Akedah, binding his son Yitzchak, he was ready to sacrifice his son. The Malach tells him to stop. The Malach says, don't, don't sacrifice your son. Now I see that you are a God-fearing person. You're, you're willing to do it. That's enough. You don't have to do any more. And God makes a promise. He makes an oath. What's the oath? So the verse... It's not so clear. And it's very interesting. says the Medrash a very strange thing. Why do we need an oath? Usually a person makes a shvua because something's wrong. Something's wrong. He feels a challenge in his relationship. He, he's promised somebody that he's going to do what's right, even though it's hard for him to do what's right. He feels a challenge in his relationship with God, with himself, or with another person, whatever. But this is a moment of triumph. Avram Avinu fulfilled the the obligation, he fulfilled it, he, he passed the test. And why is God making an oath at that time? 
Rabibi Bar Abba, B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan Amar. In explaining this, Rabibi Bar Abba said, in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Amar Avram Avinu B'Tefilu V'Sachanunu Afnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There was a conversation that happened. There was a reason that Hashem made an oath. There's a reason that God swore. And it was like this, because Avram Avinu, at that moment, he saw an opportunity. He saw an opportunity for a prayer. The prayer was like this, it's very clear to me at the moment that you said to me take your son take your only son bring him as a sacrifice I had I had questions I had responses to what you asked I had a response to this request I could have fought with you so to speak you told me that Yitzchak is going to be my child. He's going to be the beginning of a new nation. He's the one. Now you're telling me to bring him as a sacrifice. I, I could have asked that question, but I didn't ask that question. I didn't challenge you. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And I had questions. But I didn't ask those questions. Just like says Avram Avinus, just like I had questions to ask, but I didn't ask those questions. There's going to be a point in the future where you're going to have questions about us. Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu is the forebear of the entire Kali Israel, and there's going to be children of his who you, God, are going to have questions about. Verse says in Psalms, like a like a deaf person who can't hear, like a like a a mute person who can't speak. There's going to be people of the Jewish people who are missing their sense of hearing, their sense of speech. They don't hear what's right. They don't speak the right way. They don't do what's right. I'm sorry, I could be I'm, I'm mistranslating how this passage comes in. He was saying I was silent. <laughs> Let's get it right. I acted like I didn't hear anything. I didn't have, have the question. I acted like I just didn't say anything. That's what it means. There's going to be a question on the Jewish people in the future. There are going to be people who do sins. There's going to be people who do wrong. There's going to be people who deny God's existence. There's going to be people who turn away from God. They sin. Avram Avinu prayed. He, he, he begged God. He said, just like I didn't ask any questions about something that didn't, that wasn't, didn't make sense, that was seemingly improper, God, I ask you that you not ask questions when your children do something, my children do something which is improper. Remember the Akedah, remember the binding of Isaac, the, the willingness to do something that didn't really make sense, that seemed to be, a, that didn't make sense. Our, our quietness, our willing to just not ask questions and just do what's right. Shem, please, God, you also don't ask questions. Switch from the throne of Judgment over to the throne of compassion.
Have compassion on your children. Have have be full of compassion. The Medrash finishes off and says, When is this? In the seventh month. Meaning, Avram Avinu asked something which, you know, we don't really deserve. We don't really deserve that God should not ask questions. We don't really deserve, we do, we do something wrong. I don't even want to say what, what, what we deserve. We do something wrong. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please, says Avram Avinu, swear to me, just like I didn't ask any questions, please God, don't ask any questions on your people. Promise me. And that was the Shvuah. That was the Shvuah that was here. The Shvuah, the, the oath that was here in this in this Chodesh Hashvi, in the seventh month. The seventh month. The Shvi'i is Miloshan Shvuah. It's the language of Shvuah, which means an oath. This is the month where we ask God to remember the oath that He made. The oath was, forgive us, we don't deserve it. But our, the, the one who contained all of us, the one who, who had the soul which contained all of us, Yitzchak Avinu, Avram Avinu, they were quiet, even though it didn't make sense. God, please be quiet for us, even though we don't really deserve it. Okay, that's the, that's the first piece of the message I wanted to share with you. And the obvious, the obvious thing is, you know, we have questions. Why? Why? We have questions. And it's not just something like this. We could ask the question in so many places. And Avram Avinu teaches us, Schweig. Be quiet. You don't understand. Sometimes the best answer is no answer. And if I can be quiet, so then I can ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be quiet when I do something wrong. Now I want to read to you the next piece in the Medjish. The Pasuk says, in the, in the context of the Akedah, it's important to understand this, we saw about this, this oath, and now we're seeing in regards to the, the seventh month we blow the shayfar, right? That's what we saw in the verse. Zichron Shua, we, we blow the shayfar. We, we blow this, the ram's horn. Why? At that point in the Akedah, what happens after HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, don't, don't bring your son as a sacrifice? He saw that there was an isle. He saw a ram, and the ram was caught up in the thicket by his horns. The, the ram was like getting caught up. It, it ran out of one thicket, ran out of one forest, stuck by its horns, and it ran into another thicket. Keep, kept getting stuck. Kept getting stuck. What's the idea? In the future, the Jewish people, your children, are going to get caught up in the thicket of the world. The thicket of darkness. The thicket of sin. Just like this isle, like this ram. Their redemption is going to come with, with the horn, 
with that horn of the ram. The verse says that God, right before the Messiah arrives, there's going to be a great horn that, that is, is sounded. The horn of the ram. Right? The We refer to this every day in our tefillah, in our prayers. We say, God, blow on that great horn. What is the idea? What is the measure teaching us? Even though we, there's a sin, even though we're caught up in the thicket of sin, but somehow the sound of the shofar is going to redeem us. It's going to redeem us. I was thinking about it. There's more to really see in this medrash. I don't want to get so far into the medrash. I was thinking about it. You know, what happens when we hear that horn on Rosh Hashanah? What about it is so powerful? It's so powerful. How does it release us from the sin? That's what the medrash is saying. The horn that gets caught up releases us from the sin. What is it? What's the idea? And I think that the sound of the shofar. It's a. It's a. You know, one of the ways that they used to battle, and even today, they, they, this is done as well. There's there are weapons like this. In a battle, if you make a very loud sound, it scares the enemy. The Jewish people, as they walked around the city of Yericho, they blow they blow on the shofar. That massive sound has it has a profound effect. It when a person hears a loud sound, it's it's scary. It shakes a person up. The shofar is meant to to make us pause. It's meant to wake us up. It's meant to shake us out of our our, our doldrums. It's meant to to we're stuck. We're so involved in this dream called life. We're so involved in our day to day. We don't stop and think. It's very easy to not stop and think. You go from one thicket to another thicket. How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay? Oh my gosh! One problem to another problem to another problem, another challenge. Let's call it. And the the shifer is there to say, "Bum, pause." It's a loud noise. It's a pause. When we get a chance to pause, if we can, if we can get a chance to pause, we have a chance to get out of this thicket. The ultimate pause is the pause that we pause forever. When Mashiach comes, when the Messiah arrives, comes Behesach Hadas, says the says our holy sages, comes with a Hesach Hadas with a pause in thought. We're so caught up, we're like Iran and. And America and, and nuclear deals and, and and we're so caught up and all of a sudden there's a big noise. It's called Corona. All of a sudden there's a big noise. Like what happened last night in Mayron. It's a shake up. It's hard. It's hard. It's just so loud. But it has to get us to pause. Has to get us to pause. So hard to shake us out of our day to day. So hard to shake us out of running from one thicket to another, going from one malchus to another. That said the medrash, <laughs> going from one difficult situation to the next difficult situation. Says the medrash here, 
at the end of this piece. The entire year, the Jewish people are involved in their in their work, and then Rosh Hashanah comes. They blow the shofar. They're standing in front of God. Who I made? And God stands up. Same lashon as we saw in the previous medrash. He stands up from his seat of judgment and he moves over to the seat of compassion. This is in the seventh month. The seventh month. The seventh month. The number seven always connotes, as the Medrash goes on to say, I'm not going to read it at all, but there's a completion. Right? Shabbos. It's the seventh day. There's a pause. We stop. We have a complete pause. And in that pause, we find God. We blow a shoifer, there's a pause. It gives us pause, a moment to pause. You're in Israel and you hear the siren. It's an opportunity to pause. Something tragic occurs. It's a loud siren. It's a chance to pause. And it's so easy to ask questions and, 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 and get caught up in the noise one more time. And that's what Avram Avinu didn't do. And that's his chus for us. He didn't try to explain it. Try to blame it. Try to understand what's the message. Even that. I was in... I walked just now into the... Merkaza, the, you know, the, the shopping center and... And uh, guy, the, the guy at the fruit stand said to me, you know, they, today's a happy day. It's supposed to be a happy day. Everyone's walking around sad. We just, Vahidam Aaron, that's what he said. Aaron was silent. We don't get it. We have to pause. That's what I take out of this parsha. That's what I take out. And 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 but I think if we can if we can touch that pause a bit, that's that's the secret. That's what the Medrash is telling us. There's a secret to getting to Rachamim, to God's mercy. It's through that pause. I can get to the pause through not asking the questions. The questions they're killing me. Not asking those questions, but just silence. I can get into that pause. I can get into that pause hearing a sound that's just a shock, a shocking sound. I can get into a pause from listening to music. I can get a pause, get into a pause. There are so many ways. But the point is to pause. And when we pause, so a Kaddish Baruch Hu, I don't really totally understand. It's worth thinking about. I invite you all to think about it. Somehow, when I'm paused, God gets up from His throne of judgment and He sits on His throne of mercy. How much rachamim do we need? We need so much rachamim. We need so much compassion. We need so much mercy from God. Let's try to be quiet. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. We shouldn't hear bad news. We should only hear good news. The ultimate good news. The ultimate pause. 
should be so soon. And in the meantime, Kedush Baruch Hu, God should help us to also pause. To pause. Try not to overanalyze. But just be with it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.